Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. Yes, it's a football Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller here for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in uh, here this morning. Here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We will start at the uh, bottom of the hour. Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere will be here. Uh, we'll take a look uh, back, a look ahead uh, to what Trent and I both feel is kind of a tricky spot this weekend. Not that they're not as talented as Oklahoma State. They are. But it's just that is they're going to be a letdown. The building will be empty. Blah, blah, blah. We'll talk to Chris about the Big 12 and Iowa State in particular uh, coming up here uh, at the bottom of the hour. Our number two starts in Las Vegas. When you like to be in Las Vegas this weekend? Always. Right? Is this a trick question, Miller? Um, yeah, so Mike Palm will be here, CircusSports.com. We will uh, talk to Mike about the divisional uh, games uh, and other stuff coming up at 12.05. And then Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Patrick McCaffrey is practicing. Uh, we'll get. He was the friend McCaffrey met the media yesterday. Tom was there. In fact, he asked the Patrick McCaffrey question at the press conference yesterday. So we'll do that. We'll look ahead to Ohio State tomorrow. That's on Big Fox. It is. Yeah. How about that? That's Gus Johnson and Jimmy Jackson on the call. I like Jimmy Jackson. So one out of two ain't bad. Uh, but you're not a Gus guy. I'm just not. I'm just not. I never have been. Um, but a lot of people like him and teach their own, right? I like him. Yep. Um, anyways, just not my cup of tea. But I, I hope it's a good game. It's unfortunate they're both at the same time, but you know mm-hmm. what? Uh, it's it's going to happen from time to time. Uh, Iowa State finally ends up uh, finishes their sentence because they were sentenced to ESPN Plus for four straight games. Uh, they get released after this game, at least for temporary release. Four games in a row. I mean, yeah, come on, that's brutal. That's and some of the opponents, Kansas and Texas, for crying out loud. Um, yeah, beating a dead horse. Are there any more ESPN Plus games? I'm guessing yes. Do I know that for a fact? No. Do I have it open in front of me? Yes. I don't see any more in fact. The U, the Deuce, ESPN, ESPN, Deuce, scrolling through. Longhorn Network, you mentioned that one yesterday. That one, the rematch in Texas on the 21st. It looks as though there's a whole whole bunch of what I'm looking at anyways on ESPN, kind of TBD. Yes. The U next week for K-State, then the uh, couple on the Deuce, and then a bank of what? How many is that, Trent? Five or six Mm -hmm. games that don't have a television destination. We will see. Maybe they were waiting just to get through the month of January and February just to see how the uh, the standings shake out, right. see if they missed anybody. And I'm guessing the two schools that they did miss would be K-State and Iowa State. Both of them are off to terrific starts on Thursday, Tuesday night. rather. They will play each other for the first time in that game at Hilton ESPNU has it. Well, it was the Big Ten in the spotlight last night. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, what a stinker of a night. I mean, the, game, the games weren't close. No, they just weren't. I thought, you know, I got nothing on. The Jets are getting their brains beat out, brain beat in by the Leafs. I've had enough of that. I love Big Ten basketball. Pretty good matchups. Away we go. Outside of Michigan, Maryland. Which was, yeah, I mean, okay. But Maryland just kind of kept them at arm's yeah, distance the whole time. I never felt, and I didn't see I didn't see the entire game there. I, I watched the entire Indiana-Illinois game. Okay. That's where I was for from for its entirety. Purdue-Minnesota tried early. That game was, poor. 
This game is awful. Minnesota couldn't shoot. They couldn't. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't what I expected. I thought it was going to be a whole lot more entertaining than it ended up being. So let's let's start there. Let's start with the Big Ten and okay. um, and, and as what we've seen so far, Purdue and Purdue's its own tier. Okay, we we have to. I've been slow to come around, even with the incredible start. Mm-hmm. I've been very slow to come around this team and, and watching them against Michigan State basically start to finish on Monday. Yep, hell of a game. Watching them just you know, kind of a sleepy spot and not a very mm-hmm. good Minnesota team and just to dominate in that fashion. You know, watching Edie and his development today, he's always been that right. kind of Remember guy. Remember when he got there, though? Oh, yeah. He couldn't put one foot in front of the other. Right. And what he is and just the impossible nature of guarding him. <laughs> there is nothing that no. a collegiate player can do against seven him foot physically. Four. He's 7'4", 290. Yeah. He has enough movement and athleticism mm-hmm. that once he gets the ball in the spot but it's not just that it's the passing ability that he has it is seeing the double teams at such a better rate that he did in the past mm-hmm. i mean you could get him right mm-hmm. he'd turn it over yeah oh absolutely that's not the you case you couldn't anymore. play him right he would yeah he might score get you 10 and 8 but he had four turnovers right because every time a double team would come in if he wouldn't get that jump hook up right away or mm-hmm. drop step dunk you're getting stripped out of there mm-hmm. that's not the case anymore with him coupled with the guards fletcher lawyer He's really he's good. He's a stud. Yeah, he's really, boy, he can shoot. <laughs> he can shoot. Yep. But not just that, he's got playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. They have guys on this team. Braden Smith, another guy. You know, these are not. He's having a really good year. They're not highly regarded players by any means, uh-huh. but he is just a yeah. steady, yeah. smart point guard that's not going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's going to get it there. Mm-hmm. What's he averaging? Is he double digits? Oh, looking at the numbers, uh, just shy of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. He just knows how to run the team. Assist rate, 126 in the country. Running the team efficiently every time down. And then you couple it with what they do defensively. Every single year, it seems like they're going to guard you on the other end. And mm-hmm. do that with a couple of freshman guards. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. No. But those guys have bought in. You know what you have on the back end of Edie. This is as a complete of a team as we've seen from Purdue in a long time. Are these freshman guards going to hold up? I think so. But is there a wall? I hope not, because I got a pretty big ticket on him. <laughs> yeah, okay, all uh, right. Is is there a wall? Maybe I just think, look, to me, it's a, at this point we sit here today. I don't want to say it's a two team race because I'm with you. I think Purdue, and then there's a gap. Mm-hmm. But I think it's at the, when it when it sorts itself out. You know, who I think it's going to be standing Michigan State. Is oh yeah, yeah. Just because they they play everybody in the beginning of the year, they're they're battle tested. Uh, that game on Monday was phenomenal, phenomenal mm-hmm. um, on MLK Day. Uh, game at the Breslin could have gone either way to to produce credit. They go on the road and the place is banged out, and they find a way to win the game. But then who's next? And the reason I want to keep going to to get to who's next, Trent, is because I think we're going to look back at the just after Christmas at those those two roadies for Iowa. Mm-hmm. And, and how did they lose those games? And what if they weren't? What if they didn't go that way? What, what if Iowa, who went through that awful stretch there, because I think they belong. I, I, I'm not saying Purdue's level. Mm-hmm. I think that they're in the conversation. I won't fall off my chair if we get to a point and they have one of the four buys. The Iowa. Iowa. Has a lot of work buys. to do. Well, it starts this week. You go to a desperate Ohio State team. Mm-hmm. Who's lost, what, four in a row, five in a row? Five in a row? I think it's five in a row after the after Nebraska yeah, got them. Yeah, five in a row. Night. Yeah. All of them within single digits. Uh-huh. They gave Purdue as good a fight as anybody yeah, that has. That was close. Maryland, they let that one slip away mm-hmm. late. Minnesota, inexplicable. I mean, that that's yeah, terrible. You just can't. Rutgers, they lose in overtime. They had plenty of opportunities to win that one. Nebraska went down to the wire. 
we know, even when Nebraska's not good, going over there can be tough. Mm-hmm. And they're all single digits. They're not getting blown out. Yep. They have, for a top-end talent... Well, Sensabaugh is the best player on the team, I think. Sensabaugh might be... He's a one and dunner. He might be the top draft pick out of the Big Ten this year. He might be. I mean, he's, he's yep. that good. Yep. And he's just he's such a different kind of player for a freshman. Well, he's thick. Yes, he is. But he shoots the ball incredibly. Uh-huh. He's shooting 46% from three. Huh. I mean, it's just that's, that's an incredible mm-hmm. number. It almost feels like they don't go to him to enough. You know, they, yeah. they kind of rely on... Zed Key, he's been banged up. Uh-huh. And that's a huge part of this also. When Zed Key is at his best, this and team... And hopefully he's not tomorrow. ...is one of the uh-huh. top 15 teams, I think, in the country. Maybe. They're that good. But, yeah, Sensabaugh... He is a star. Mm-hmm. The backcourt has been inconsistent. You know, Thornton, the freshman point guard, he's been okay. Hasn't been great. But I, I still like the talent of this team. I still believe that they have the right coach there, you know, that, that they have the guy in Holtman that is going to be able to get them the ship righted. But that's for Iowa first. And then you go to the Izzo. Yeah. You know what a household word is. No, it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Right. Well, but, not possible. We saw Purdue what they did on the, early in the week. But yes, yeah, I agree with you. What they won once there since yeah, the Chris Street yeah, game. That's true. One time. Yeah. And there has been some good Iowa teams mm-hmm. that that's have gone sure. in there and got throttled. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely demolished in those games. So that's your next two. A desperate Ohio mm-hmm. State team, Michigan State. When, when's the Michigan State game? Thursday? Thursday. That's the good. Thursday game. Good. If they so can, they stay away from each other. Clones Tuesday, Hawks Thursday. Can they get a split? If they get a split out of these two, I'll start coming around. Well, you know what? And if if, you, if I could choose which one you want in the split, I'll take the latter. Take the win over Sparty. Would you? Hell yeah. Because I think you're going to be competing with them for one of those. Sure. Uh, if, if indeed I'm, you know, I get lucky and get one right, mm-hmm. that they are in the hunt for one of those four buys, because Purdue's got one. Right. So there's three on the table, and I was right there. They're right there. Then it's the three-game homestand. Tightened up now with the Northwestern game in between mm-hmm. Rutgers and Illinois. Rutgers, they're going to come ready to play. Sure. After the way that you went into the rack and won that yep. game, you know they're going to be ready. That's not going to be mm-hmm. easy. Rutgers does Rutgers things. They're a good team. Northwestern, better defensive. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, they don't have Iowa's talent, but they're they're better than we thought. And then Illinois, a sellout. Yeah. You know how that's a sellout. I mean, it's not going to be all black and gold yeah. clad fans in there. Mm-hmm. You remember the Alford game when. The uh, Orange Crush made their way over, and they're all sitting around, and right as tip-off was beginning, they ripped off their shirts or their coats or whatever they're wearing, and they all had the orange on, and just a huge section. That 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 was after the game. Yeah, Tanya Alford, uh, somebody asked... Him about it. He she was in the back of the press conference and she I remember this embarrassing. Part. Yes, I remember that part. And then I went on a about fifteen minute diatribe about what's been embarrassing about his coaching at the University of yeah. Iowa. But that was a conversation from many moons back. Mm-hmm. That is going to be something we're going to see similar. There's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. Illinois fans that are going to be making the trek over. But that's what you have coming up. That we talked about the five game stand that turned into four. Get to four and one, we got a chance. Well, they went four and zero oh, because they only had four of those five games. Now this next five. Is three and two enough, or do you got to have another four and one here? No, I think three and two. Three I and think two. Three and two. Three and two. Mm-hmm. Split. Yep. Lose either to Rutgers or Illinois, and then well, oh. Purdue after that. If they get, if they manage, uh, and I, th- and I think they're Just clearly be a in the conference. Well, I think they are. I think they are. I know Iowa State is. So let's go there. Let's mm-hmm. try and decipher this bad boy. All right. Good luck. Um, K-State beat Kansas early in the week. They've got a return trip, obviously, coming up to Lawrence. So let's take Kansas and – is Kansas yeah. the best team? 
Yes. Okay. You want to give them the one? Yes. <sighs> okay, for sake of the... I'm not sure. You're not? No, I think they are, Trent, but Come the conference on. is so tough. Yeah, but that that's kind of a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. What's the worst case scenario for Kansas, record-wise? Um, three losses. 15-3. Three losses. Even at 14-4. and four. Okay. Can you see Iowa State going 14 No, I'm not saying Iowa State's the team. Don't get me wrong. Can you see Kansas State going 14 I Maybe. I can't. This, guy's, this guy is a witch. He is. So this is what Kansas State has done. This is their who they beat in the Big 12. Okay. West Virginia in overtime at home. Okay. At Texas and Baylor, those are two great, mm-hmm. great wins. Mm-hmm. Well, the Texas, where they scored, what, a buck 16? Was <laughs> right. that the game, right? Yep. Yep. The Baylor one, also in overtime. Mm-hmm. Beat Oklahoma State at home, mm-hmm. lost to TCU, and beat Kansas. Where was the TCU game on the road? That was a road yeah. Game. At TCU, that, that got blown out in that game. That was last Saturday, right? K State still has to go to Iowa State, mm-hmm. to Kansas, to Tech, to Oklahoma, to Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. Now that's not overly difficult in comparison to what it is. Yeah, the first two with Iowa State and Kansas, those are tough, but not overly difficult. Maybe you could talk me into fourteen to four. Okay. Best case scenario, I say, for K-State. And then we go to Texas. Because I, I think that's the tier. Yeah. I, I know Baylor, they'll, they'll be fine. Uh-huh. What is Texas to win the conference? At, where they sit right now? Might they be worth a stab? That's would, a talented roster. It is. I would guess they are something in the range of... And by the way, how did I miss Caleb Grill under the basket the other day? Did you oh, see... undercutting the guy? Yes. Yeah. I, I totally missed that. Oh, really? We, we didn't bring it up, did we? I don't no, think we, we did. Know. I completely, maybe it's because I'm watching it on my damn phone. Uh, yeah, that you miss things. Ugh. You definitely miss things when you're doing it there. Conference winner, uh, Big East, Mountain West. Now, and there was no foul in that. You know, he, he took the ball down the floor and made a three. He did. So, kind of double whammy there. Got All away right. with one under one basket and scored a three in the other. Here's your betting odds for the Big 12. Okay. Kansas minus 145. No. K State five to one. Okay. Iowa State five to one. Texas is bigger than it is they gotta be they can't be much more. Six? Give me eight. Seven fifty? I'll sign for that. You're gonna take a stab with the Longhorns. Now the just crazy game against K State where they gave up one sixteen. Mm-hmm. Lost in the most difficult environment they will see. I don't think there's any doubt on Tuesday. Yeah. That will be the most difficult road game that they have had. Have they gone to Lawrence? It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're playing eight on five. I get that, but just in terms of environment, <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be. But sa- to be fair, every team plays eight <laughs> on five. There's not going to be the same vitriol. No, there's not going to be the same. No, Clone fans—they're public enemy number one. They are in the in the Big Twelve. Yeah, Baylor hates them, and Oklahoma hates yeah. them. I, I get that. This was different, but but Iowa State's building backs it up. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And with Tyrese Hunter, and the, nobody is going to have that same level. Fair point that they saw yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, plus seven fifty. It's worth the Chris yeah, It really is. Right? Yes. They're so talented. Uh-huh. If Carr gets going, they can beat anybody in the country. Well, if he, and if he doesn't have to match up against Gabe Kalsher, who had other plans last week. Rice is going to start hitting shots. Mm-hmm. He, I really like his mm-hmm. game. He's been good throughout his career. We know what Tyrese Hunter is, and they can be in a couple of different ways. I like that roster. I like that team. Yeah, plus 750. Might be a family play. Mm-hmm. I might jump aboard with mm-hmm. you. Hmm.
How about Big Ten? Want to jump back to that? Okay, yeah, sure. Show you it. how big the gap is here. You want know, Purdue has got to be significant. I'm guessing Michigan State's the second choice. So you have to lay minus 300 if you want Are to bet on the Boilers to win the regular season crown. Your second choices. Sparty. Rutgers. Rutgers? And Illinois. At Ahead of uh, Michigan State? Michigan State is 12 to 1. This is at DraftKings. Michigan and Iowa are 40 to 1. Wisconsin, Maryland, Holy 60 mackerel. to 1. And we go from there. So go back to the big. So, yeah, so Minnesota is what? Uh, you can't have a million to 1, but what would they be? Uh, let's see. Minnesota and Nebraska, both 1,000 to 1. Okay, so go to the Big 12 and go to the bottom of the Big 12. And I'm guessing you'd find Tech. Texas Tech is not the worst team in the Big 12. I know the record says that they are. I just don't think that they are the worst team in the Big 12. But they're and, 500 to 1. Well, that's a. Well, I mean, they'd have to almost win out. No, right they're there. not doing that. Right, right, right. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are both 300 to 1. Mm-hmm. West Virginia, 250 to 1. I mean, it shows you also the gap that Kansas, mm-hmm. along with Iowa State and K State at the top, kind of created there. But Do you still have the feeling we did early in the week, well, the, the morning after the, uh, the, the win over Texas, that this game against Oklahoma State is a tricky spot? It's just tricky. It's not difficult. Well, you should win. Yeah, I mean, Iowa State should win. They have a better roster. Well, Ken Pomeroy has this as a one-point game. Does he really? Yeah. And Iowa State's favored? Iowa State is an underdog uh-huh. at Ken Palm. And that's another thing. I'm sure when the line comes out and Oklahoma TJ State use that. is going to fa- be favored by one, one and a half, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, right there. And publicly. Yeah, no respect for you. Everybody's going to be on Iowa State, though. Oh, sure. Everybody's going to be on the Cyclones. And yeah. that is... What if TJ brings so. it up, the, the lack of respect? Maybe. Yeah, I think you have to do something when right. you go into Stillwater. The, the building will be two-thirds empty. The, half empty. Oklahoma City Thunder have killed yes. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State right. basketball in terms right. of attendance. Right. Remember IBA? Oh, and, and they, they tried. Remember when they opened up the new building and they brought the smoke or whatever the, the what do you call that dry ice and the spirit of the old building coming over and taking? No, it hasn't worked. No, and it's a cool building. It's old. They refurbish it and everything, but it's just Oklahoma City is what real close. I'm not sure. And because of that, you know, people are going to use their no. income. Well, let's go watch an NBA game. Is mm-hmm. now we have an NBA team in Oklahoma City. That's a big deal, right? So you're saying it's a football state and and an Mm. NBA state. Uh, We'll see. I think Iowa State is, um, they're what? How much did you say? 40 to 1? Who's that? What was Iowa State to win it? Uh, 5 to 1. 5 to 1. 5 to 1. Them and K-State are both Mm -hmm. 5 to 1. Texas plus 7. Baylor, 15 to 1. I jumped on TCU, a Final Four bet. Got them at 12 to 1, I think it was. You like the whole thing. Yeah, I go, I you got to realize the teams can't win the ball. No, and know. you can still get a good price. Yeah, I know. 12 to 1. I love long shots. Well, yeah, I know you got to get them home. Here's what my grandpa taught me a long time ago. Okay. You know what, son? Horses can't read the tote board. <laughs> they don't know they're 20 to 1. They don't know they're even money. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. He, uh, he was so missive. He was so great. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. So real quick, on the Football Friday aspect of our program yes. today, we will get to Mike Palm. Have you get, um, I, mean, I know you have. Uh, have you zeroed in what you're going to do this weekend as far yes. as betting-wise on the four games? Will you participate in each and every one? I will. I have pretty strong opinions. And we've, I haven't changed throughout the week. So just quickly, Jags... I've been about the points all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you have that lingering doubt that they jump out you know, Kansas City and run away? Yeah, it's up to nine now. Up to nine. Yeah, I don't see me moving off that. 
Eagles Giants. I've been about the Eagles the whole time. Yep. Not moving away from that. Yep. There's some eights popping. It's fine. Okay. Seven and a half and eight, not a big difference. Right. Cincinnati Buffalo, the line move told me all I needed to know was Cincinnati and the offensive line woes. Mm-hmm. There isn't it's any. legit. I'm going to stay there, I think, with Buffalo. And finally, uh-huh. I've been San Francisco all week. So coming back the other way, yes, Kansas City can blow them out. And that's mm-hmm. a component. I, I think I they that. will, Trent. The Eagles part, what concerns me most is Jalen Hurts right. Right. Is Lane Johnson right? Is, is Jalen Hurts running the football? Those are the two aspects. Uh-huh. In a shoulder. Uh-huh. It's still a shoulder injury. Right. And you know, how, I don't know, one little hit you know, at the right spot could debilitate him at a level. So that's my concern there. Concern, well, it's Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's played behind a crappy offensive line his whole career, mm-hmm. and he's found a way. Right. So that narrative that I like, the offensive line, isn't that big of a deal. The backups, well, two of the spots, th- one spot, there's a big step down. But two of the spots, Star wasn't yeah, very well, good You went either. from average to average. But, right. Yeah. You went from a D-plus to a D-minus. Yeah. So, right. What's the big deal? And then Burrow just finds a way. And then the Dallas-San Francisco one. I can't find anything to make me nervous. I I know you love Dallas this week. I just I think I love them because I can't because I I'm so invested in the Niners. But I th- you know, here's why I love them. It's the latest is always the greatest, and, and Monday night's game is is fresh of mind. And Damn, the, it stunk. I get it, year. but Dak Prescott couldn't miss in that game against a crappy defense that wasn't very good all season long. No, I, I know. The San Francisco is a different level. Mm-hmm. They are the most talented team. Mm-hmm. In these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, you think they are? Oh, yeah. Rookie quarterback that's uh-huh. played incredibly well. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the one thing you point Who's out. Who's the worst of the eight quarterbacks? Throw one quarterback out this week. One quarterback out. Which quarterback don't you? You have to eliminate a quarterback. Lawrence, Mahomes, Danny Dimes, Hertz, Burrow, Allen, Dak, Purdy. It's tough. Maybe Trevor Lawrence? And I know he's been good outside of the first, the first half, last, half last week. Yeah. He's been good for two months. Mm-hmm. His numbers have been absolutely incredible. Boy, we should rate those. Maybe well, after yeah. Williams we got some time. Here, One through here, eight. Here's what's crazy. It should be easy. And it's not. But it should be easy because there's one guy that doesn't belong on this list. At least you didn't think. And right. he absolutely does. Rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, didn't get didn't get into the game until when? What was his first? Was it late November? Was it Thanksgiving weekend, or was it even December? Might have been December. And here we are. And his team's favored. Guy that felt like he regressed in college. He did. Didn't feel like it. He looked like it. You see Mark Hanrahan's tweet this morning? No, I never thought of it. And he's a, and he's Mark's ahead of himself. But um, we may have a Super Bowl. That features an Ames-born quarterback <laughs> against a quarterback who played his college football in Ames. You there. think Ames would be on the spotlight? Oh, yes. You got two weeks to build that thing up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. They sell that bottle bottle that water and sell it all over the country at Super Bowl. How many Super Bowl parties want Ames water? Right? Hooray. Hooray is right. Miller and Condon, 25 after the hour of 11 o'clock. Well done, Mark Hanrahan. I saw that tweet, and uh, that was really good. Anyways, time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Go to KXNO.com. Once you're there, you can enter this nationwide 
contest by inserting the keyword grand, grand at kxno.com, your chance to win $1,000. Your next chance to win is in about an hour from right now. Grand at kxno.com. Chris Williams on Iowa State. Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. R-A-D-I-O. Don't rock the jukebox. Wanna hear some Jones? Cause my heart ain't ready for the road. What is that instrument that plays? What's that? What's the instrument that's that, right here? It's kind of like this. I know I've seen it before. A guy's sitting in it's almost like a piano, a keyboard. He's got a silver thing on his fingers. You know You're asking the wrong guy. I mean, I, I like the country music where they're blowing into the old bottle of moonshine. That, that's the kind of country I like. It's a steel guitar. Is that what it is? Okay. All right. Yes. All right. My God. <laughs> We're struggling over here. We're trying to learn with you, Williams. I always, actually, I always say that a really easy way to spot real country music from fake country music is yeah. if they have a steel guitar. Well, this one sure does, and it's, it's loud and proud in this bad boy. How you been? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Appreciate you coming on, uh, Chris. Yeah, anytime. We'll get your thoughts on the divisional games coming up before we let you go. But I want to go back to last Tuesday. Uh, You were there. um, Incredible environment. It certainly seemed to be the case. Uh, Trent said that, and you may be right, uh, that Texas won't play. And they still have to go to Lawrence. They won't play in an environment uh, that comes close to what they saw on Tuesday night. The whole Tyrese Hunter, uh, the fan base collectively hates Texas now. Uh, that, um, that had to be one of those nights in Hilton, right, that I think the fan base will remember for a long time. You know, I, it's, it might be number one for me. Wow. And, and I've been around since 2003 now. So, I mean, you're looking at 20 years almost of doing this. And, like, for real, like, I, I just, there was, like, this perfect combination of, like, there was the hate, <laughs> right. obviously. Yeah. Don't deny that. Um, but the team was good. So you weren't just, it wasn't just the students being obnoxious, right? Like, that they actually had a good team. Um, and then you had, like, the general angst between the two teams, like with Marcus Carr and Gabe Kalsher and their history. Oof. Um, Caleb Grill and Tyrese Hunter were roommates. A lot of people <laughs> probably didn't know that. Yeah, I did. Um, the in like the whole here, the, here's my thing. Like, I, if Hunter transferred to Duke and kept his mouth shut, sure people would be sour, but it wouldn't be like this level of hate. He transferred to Texas and ran his mouth on Twitter for six months. Mm-hmm. And the way things happened behind closed doors via his exit really rubbed his teammates the wrong way. Mm. So, like, there was just so much emotion uh, in that. It was just, you know, it was a powder keg. I, I felt like when they gave Trey King that tee at the end of the first half, it was to prevent fights from breaking out. Like, we were at that point in that game. <laughs> yeah. where, and this was the team. Forget about the crowd. Like, I mean, Gabe was – Gabe and Carr, and I think that they have some mutual respect for each other, but I certainly don't think that they're friends like the broadcast would have led you to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the, it, it, guys, it, it was as intense. Like, the only thing that I could think of, and, and I like this crowd better because this crowd, while it was angry, it still – really was celebrating a good game and a good team, right? Like that I, I actually thought at the end of the game that the Hunter thing was a afterthought because the game was so well played and it was just really, really special stuff. Uh, the 
the Iowa game when Pierre Pierce and, and Adam Aluska came back mm-hmm. was the angriest I've ever seen it. But it got to the point where it was cringy, where you know they were chanting what they were chanting when Pierre had the ball, and probably rightfully so. But it was still like right. it was also to the point. It, it got to the point. Iowa State won the game, but it felt like the game was more about your hatred for Iowa. That didn't come through to me. Like it was more like, okay, we've really adopted this really fun team that was picked eighth and is tied for first, and we hate Tyrese Hunter, and <laughs> right? And that—that's how the game ended to me. It certainly didn't start that way, but by the end of the forty, that's how I felt at least. So I uh, brought this up to Ken and Dave Sproul the other day, and they didn't know. Maybe you can help me out. The emoji that the Iowa State Twitter account used after the game, something that Tyrese Hunter had used earlier in the summer when he was running his mouth as he did throughout the course of the summer. Do you know what that emoji means? What what, what was that what was that emoji saying? I I haven't seen it. Is it the one but I, I do know that Hunter put that thing out about like blowing smoke or something? That's, was that yes, it? Yeah. And then Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah, I can tell you the backstory to that. Sure. The the backstory to that is there was a video that Iowa State put out where it was, you know, it was like social media content, right? Uh-huh. All the teams do it now. And it was somebody asking all the players, what game are you looking forward to the most this year? And Gabe Kalsher said Texas, and you all know why. It's Texas. Yeah. And Tyrese Hunter retweeted that in the summer with that emoji. Ah, well. so that's where it all. I hadn't even seen that. You're you're breaking news to me, but that that would because George Niang did that too. So Niang went and retweeted Hunter's tweet, <laughs> and you know, you know that George lives for stuff like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Like, like he did. George probably had that thing queued like two weeks ago, just ready to go, and like sitting there. Gig- I could see him sitting there in his penthouse, just giggling, just ready to bring it to Tyrese Hunter. But uh-huh. yeah, like that. That's the thing, like, the, the fans hate him because he transferred to Texas. Like, I'm telling you, behind the scenes, there, there's not, like, you can see, like, Otzelberger did the right thing. He hugged him. He gave him his best, all that. Caleb Grill and Gabe Kelscher did not do that in the postgame handshake line. There's a lot of hard feelings between those two sides. Chris, but for a program that's been built on transfers, isn't this kind of two-sided? Yeah, well, I think that it's not. In my, like I said, I think if he transfers to Duke, I think if he transfers, really, I don't think it was the transfer. I think it was the there was distrust. There were people that were not telling the truth during the process. Was more than anything. And, and face it, like, so they got all these big recruiting classes coming in, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to lose one of these highly touted guys to some blue blood at some point. I, I, I promise you, you, you can't keep everybody happy in this day and age. So yeah, it's, I, it, from what I understand of it, like it was a deal where Tyrese just disappeared, right? Like it, he was, you have your postseason meeting. Yeah, I'm coming back. Uh, looking forward to building the program, doing all this stuff. Let's talk about everything too. Guys gone for three days and not taking your calls. And all of a sudden, brothers bad-mouthing the program to anybody that will listen. So, like, there, there's ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is where 
this thing all got hairy. Well, speaking of transfers, it was uh, two guys that had never played Texas before. At least I don't think Oshuni and, and Holmes had played them before. That I thought, I mean, they, they were as big a reason as Iowa State got past Texas. They, Holmes was Holmes again, and Shun is playing his best basketball last couple of starts, Chris. He's been really good last couple of games. I just think he's the difference maker in the team, right? Like, you look at Kalsher, Holmes, and Grill, it's like, you know, you hope two of the three play well, and if you do, you can probably hang. But Shun is the one who adds a different level to the team that they, you know, really haven't had. Like, if you really, like, guys, their post play was awful last year, if you think back to it. And now you've got a guy. Oshun, who the way he's playing, I'm not saying he'll end up there, but he would be a second or third team All Big Twelve consideration right now. Like, think about that big, that much of an upgrade from George Condit at the end, and like yeah. Oshun, like he's starting to. I talked to him after the game. Um, I, it was just me and him. I haven't gotten a chance to write anything about it yet, but I asked him if he's starting to feel more like comfortable now and. The vibe I got from our conversation was it's kind of like, you know, when you hit a rookie wall in the NBA just because you're or a freshman wall because you're not used to playing this many games and like it. And he basically told me like, I knew the Big Twelve was good, but this is a big step up, and now I feel like everything's slowing down to me. And I know I belong here, but it still took me a little bit to really truly realize the type of competition that I'm going up against. And he's consistent now. So they can keep him at this level. And Robert Jones is good for what he is, but whatever he gives you offensively is a bonus. Yeah. You know, Shun like has the ability to bring a double double and to go out and get fifteen on the road at Kansas or right. And that that is something where and then it just makes the life of Grill and Kalsher, you know, when you're wanting to add some outside shooting, their life's so much easier because they're not just getting you know, people aren't just ignoring the post players like you could do with Iowa State last year. So in my opinion, he is the difference. We know this Iowa State team is good. Can it be a great Iowa State team? I think Oshuni is the key to that uh, going forward. Unlock him and something inside, and he can knock down an open jumper. He's He's got a full complement of a game along with the defensive intensity that he brings. Six straight games playing without Jazz Coons. He is on the mend on his way back. This team's played really well without him. How do you? <laughs> what do you do here off the bench? What role do you go with? How, I don't how know. do you do? This is tough. And, for and when is he back? After Mizzou, maybe. Well, I think like I don't know this, but I'm just assuming that this was a deal where he probably doesn't have to get rushed back now because yeah. we're playing so well, right? I mean, what about Trey King? I mean, who thought he would be this good after taking two years off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, that, I, I actually think it's it's quite the challenge for Osselberger and his staff too, because it's not like Jazz Jazz is maybe the most well liked guy on the team. You know, this is a guy who it, it's not a deal where you're oh he's out of the lineup and now we got rid of the cancer and everybody's playing well together. No, yeah. Jazz is the most efficient guy on the team. He was their leading rebounder yeah. when he went out. It's true. It's hard to believe just, that. What do you have? Six been, or something? I think six rebounds a game. Yeah, like in, in like the he's the most efficient player on the team if you go off of analytics. I, I don't know what you do. I think it's a real challenge. I think that they've learned how to play without him, and I think that 
you're going to have to learn how to – because what do you – like, can you pull Watson out now? Can you take no, away no, his minutes? No. no, I don't think he can. King's, I actually think King, you know, the physicality that he's been able to bring in the Big 12 has been a real plus for this team. Um, he's shown the ability to hit some threes, which I that, again, is a bonus. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's a matchup-driven thing. But Jazz isn't the type of guy that you just can't play. Right. Because – He's given so much to the program, and he's good. He's not. It's not like, oh, he was a weak link, and now they have this other guy. No, like it's a different style. So maybe, you know, I think they're a good enough coaching staff where they can deal matchup wise and make it work. But then you have to you have to mesh with all the personalities. You can't tell Trey King you've been doing this well in his absence, and now you're going to play five minutes a game, right? That'll probably piss him off. So you got to figure that out. <laughs> a couple more minutes, Chris. We'll let you go. Uh, Trent and I both came in Wednesday morning, um, you know, following the emotional win over Texas thing. Boy, oh, boy. Oklahoma State's next. The building's going to be half full. Talk about a different environment. Thought that maybe, not that, they're, that Iowa State's going to get picked off, but we th- both think tomorrow's a tricky spot for that reason. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, no, I, I really... Here's the deal. You can be confident that Iowa State's a pretty good team, which I think we all are, and still have a ton of respect for the league. Like, I, like, I think it'd be really arrogant for an Iowa State fan to just think tomorrow's a cakewalk because they're eleven and eight or whatever it is. Like, they've got, they might have the best post duo in the country, or not in the country, in the conference, potentially, not necessarily skill, but they're they're a top seven defense guy. This is the best defense Iowa State's seen all year. Hmm. So, I've known that. Yeah, they really I think they're seventh in Ken Palm. They are the epitome of what Iowa State was last year. They have a hard time scoring, but they're an elite defensive team. So you know, you think about what you saw with Iowa State last year. That's the type of team that you're getting and so you don't know. Like they could be really good and win at TCU and you weren't expecting it. <laughs> or they could get killed, you know, like so you just I think tomorrow's a total toss-up. Iowa State is a better team than Oklahoma State, but again, I have too much respect for the league to think that, you know, you could just go into there and just assume anything. And the fact that Iowa State's tied for first in the league, I haven't seen a line yet, but I would guess it's right near a pick That should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, that's what Trent thought of Ken Palm. Uh, real quick, we'll get your picks. Last thing, uh, your piece on Conrad Hawley uh, got a lot of run, Chris. Um, I see the guy. I mean, everybody's seen him, right? Standing there. He does not have his warm-up on. He's ready to go in, except he's not going in. Um, yeah. But um, what, what, what a really good read. You had to be proud of that one. I'm sure it got a lot of, uh, got a lot of run. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it, it's probably my favorite thing I've ever done. Honestly, I, you know, I, everybody can relate to that guy, you know, like it's hard to relate to the five-star guy, right? Cause most of us haven't ever been in that spot. But the thing about Conrad's situation is one, it's incredibly unique. What kind of a human leaves a scholarship at a <laughs> power five program to go be a walk on in basketball, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just really, really, really unique. So it makes it interesting. But two, it's like, I've had so many people from high school coaches to um, CEOs of, you know, companies here in Iowa reach out to me about Conrad and like how they've been inspired by it and how I had a teacher um, in Wisconsin, a high school teacher, write a bunch of Conrad's quotes from that story up on his whiteboard Hmm. for his students to read. Like it's just been really cool to watch how he's, he's inspired a lot of different people. And let me tell you a little more on him. 
So I said to him, I go, you know, Conrad, I think, because I had a bunch of people say, we want a Conrad Holly CEO t-shirt. So I reached out to him, and his response to me was that he would love to do it, but he doesn't want to take too much attention away from the team. <laughs> this is a guy who's paying for his school, okay? He doesn't even have a scholarship, but he's worried about taking too much um, attention away from Gabe Kalsher right now. <laughs> so I said to him, do you, would it make you feel more comfortable if we did something with a charitable organization, because I go, I don't need to make any money on this, and we'll give Cyclone Fanatics commission on this to whatever. So Conrad right now is working with some a group of former veterans to come up with, mm. and he's going to give um, money from his upcoming T-shirt to that group. Like, that's the type of dude he is. Wow. He's, he's one of a kind. That's awesome. Um, great uh, great read. Glad you wrote it. Let's pick some games real quick. Do you, what's your best bet? Which game is, is giving you fits? I, I, uh, best bet. Uh, give me the 49ers. I, that was the first one I played. Okay. It's three and a half. They, they played on Saturday. The Cowboys played on Monday. On Monday. I, I really like that aspect of it. I was with you. I listened to you and Mike Palm. Um, can I? always one of my favorite podcasts. I, I'm, yeah. I'm on the Jags. Um, I'm not crazy about it, but I also, it's just, how many times do we see the teams with the buy kind of stutter, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I like the Jags. I'm on the Giants. I'm playing the underdogs. I'm on Cincinnati. Uh, don't feel, I kind of feel like I'm getting, I'm like on the real public side of that one, and then I'm going to, the Bills are just going <laughs> to, trounce them based on a, where the action's at. But those are the ones that I'm on. The best bet for me, though, is San Francisco. I I think that they're the best team in the NFC. And this isn't even a Brock Purdy thing. I mean, you just look at their roster. I think it's the best. And I, I still don't trust the Cowboys. And now they have this kicker problem. Right. Yeah, I like San Fran. Great stuff, uh, Chris. That podcast you're referring to, part of Iowa Everywhere. Chris also cycling fanatic, clearly, uh, and he joins us weekly. We're grateful for that. Chris, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next yep. week. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, fellas. Have a great great rest of your show. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank, bye. Good to talk to you. Chris Williams, as we check in on Iowa State, we'll do similar with uh, Tom Caker about 25 minutes after noon. Mike Palm kicks off our number two, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Limited time. Now back to Miller & Condon. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Save a little time. This is a really tricky exercise. It is. I've been scratching it out here on the notepad. Quarterbacks one through eight, the quarterbacks that will play this weekend, starting quarterbacks that will play this weekend, mm-hmm. one through eight. Uh, for reference, Brock Purdy got in for the first time in the Miami game. In, in when well, he played a little in the Kansas City game, uh, but um, uh, Jimmy G got hurt in the Miami game, and away he's gone. So Mahomes, yeah, right now that, it gets that's tricky. The one. Now it gets difficult. Who's number two on your list? Joe Burrow. Me too. Number three. This is where it gets tricky. It's already tricky to me. I think one and two. I feel really confident with those two. Okay. In that order. One, right. two, yeah. Mahomes, bro. We're just talking about you have a, a normal playoff team. Mm-hmm. No offensive line, other receivers stink. Right. None of that. Just yep. the quarterback alone going up. Not what defense are playing. None of that. It's mm-hmm. just the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Number three. It would have been Jalen Hurts. In fact, he might have been two, but we just don't know. No. Nope. Because of that injury. Yep. I can't put him there. Nor can I. I can't put Allen there. I can. You're, you're going Allen. Uh huh. 
From what we see, this guy that has been pretty... It's what's attached to his right shoulder. Yeah, but... I know, I get, but I suck, get sucked in. You've got an arm, you're my guy. He doesn't have Stephon Diggs in this scenario. Yeah. It's just him. Yeah. And the quarterback that we've seen, the guy that leads the league in turnovers, you're putting third. Yeah, because he can run it. But he doesn't anymore. Where has that gone from his game? That has is disappeared. Has been, been coached out of him? I'm sure in a way. Uh-huh. I'm sure that is a part of it. We don't need you taking unnecessary but, hits but, in October. But, but and now so- they do because it's the divisional <laughs> round. Right. He's not number three for me. All right, who is? It is Hurts. Is it? It is Hurts. Yeah. He's been way better than anybody thought. I mean, go back to August, Trent. Nobody had this guy having the season that he had. No. Nobody. We thought he'd be good, fine, take eh. a step maybe from what we saw last year. There's other people who went the other way, though, with him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said it was a mirage. Look mm-hmm. at the schedule they played yeah. down the stretch. Minch, How bad he was Minch in the playoffs. going to push him. <laughs> right. Yeah, all that. Yeah. I got Hurts there. Okay. Number four for you. Is it Hurts? <sighs> Yes, it is hurts, but you're reluctant I, because I was going Trevor Lawrence because <laughs> I think he's I think he's starting to act like Trevor Lawrence. We thought he was going to be all right. So we're top four are the same. We're just flip flopping three and four. OK, your number five quarterback is Dak. It's Dak, a guy that has not played well till Monday till Monday yep. for a month and put it all together. Against Tampa. Uh-huh. No chance for me. Okay, who is? So I got Danny Dimes still on the list. Yep. I got Dak. Yep. I got, got Trevor Brock. Lawrence. And Purdy. I got Brock Purdy. You got Purdy as number five in this Brock stuff. Purdy. Is this cra- He's got the best weapons, and maybe that yeah. is tainting this in a level and, and that... And he's got the best offensive coach. Yes. And there are some good ones still... I mean, Andy Reid's not bad. In this exercise, yeah. this is probably stupid of me. Uh-huh. But... The, I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Seeing what he... I got him there. I, I'm probably wrong. So who's your number eight? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I can't go there. Trevor Lawrence. Threw four interceptions in a playoff I know. game. I know he did. I mean, luckily he had Staley on the other side. Mm-hmm. Run the football. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. I know he is not calling plays. I get that. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be a way where you get on the headset and say, run the football. We're up 27 nothing or 27-7. Run the ball is what. So if you're killing Bra, if you're killing Lawrence's first half and deservedly so, Brock Purdy didn't light it up against Seattle in the first half of the game. It looked for the first time like he was a rookie. It did, and he has had. There's been plenty of those balls that are should have been intercepted. Yeah, every quarterback has that. Hmm. Is he had a tick more than a normal quarterback? Admittedly, I've watched a lot more than him. Mm-hmm. We've we've been following this story at oh, a level it's remarkable. That I mean, San Francisco's on in the afternoon. That's that's where my TV is going, and yeah. it has gone now for yeah. the last six weeks. Well, the team, they're fun to watch, and now you have yes. the Brock Purdy angle with it. Where's Danny Jones for you? Seven? He's seven. Yeah. So I got him at seven. Where's Dimes for you? Number eight? No, it's Purdy. It's Purdy eight. Yeah. I, that's probably fair. I think I'm tainted. Because, again, we're taking away Christian McCaffrey in this right. scenario. We're taking away Debo right. Samuel. We're taking Ayuk. away a good offensive line. Kittle. <laughs> right. Maybe the best H-back in the game. Right. Maybe the best left tackle still surviving. That's pretty good. Right. And in this scenario, you're right. You have it right. I I got two up in it here. I got too excited but, about but, it. But point being, Trent, this is really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's one given, and it's the, right at the top. It's Mahomes, and then it gets – I'm, I'm a Joe Burrow guy. He's my favorite quarterback in the league. And I like Trevor Lawrence, and I've talked about and, Trevor Lawrence yeah. a lot. And 
Thank God for him in that second half of the season because I had a Jacksonville ticket that was able to cash to win the division. So I was invested in him. What did you get for that? Eight, nine to one? It was eight plus eight fifty. Plus eight fifty to win the division. Wow. No, Danny Dimes, think of what he's doing though. We've talked about he's the got wide nobody around him. And Barkley in the backfield. I'll yes. give you that. A okay offensive line. Yeah. But those receivers. You don't know who they are. They are what did no. Frank Schwab say to us yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yeah. He said, I cover the NFL and I have for you. That's all I do. And I had to, I found myself looking, who are these guys that Jones is throwing to? It's wild. It really is. What a, oh, what a weekend this promises to be. So, 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 so good. Hour number two, Mike Palm will start it off. We'll head to Las Vegas. Catch up with our friend Mike Palm from Circus Sports. He's the vice president of operations. And then we'll catch uh, Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com. Our picks before we get out of here uh, just before 1 o'clock. It's Miller and Condon. Ron Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.